I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Stand together, an academic pop culture symposium. Mm-hmm. Where the pop culture professors. Yep, I'm Caitlin mm-hmm. Bitsagai. I'm Lauren Breckman. And you know, some have called us smart people, but everyone's told us that we talk about dumb topics. <laughs> yes, there's there's one part of the, the tagline that's unanimous, and another is up for debate. <laughs> um, but here's the thing: we've both taught college courses, we've have master's degrees. But we really spend most of our time talking about standing. What is standing, Lauren? It's being an obsessive fan of something. Um, and I do just quick okay. side note. All right. I do feel like I am. I, I think after doing almost 100 episodes of the show, I've really put something into the universe because in my real college classrooms, more and more often I am getting like 
standing is really becoming uh, the standard in my classroom as ter- in terms of like topics for presentations. And I'm not upset about it. If you're my student and you're listening, I just want to say thank you. I've had a week of like, we went hard. I saw a speech this week about how Princess Diana didn't just die, she was murdered, that I have not been able to stop thinking about. And I'm just like really here for the youth. That's that's all I, I just, just a small side. It's really so important that someone mm-hmm. who was born maybe eight to 10 years after mm-hmm. this woman passed away is going to find the truth. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate that. Uh, in addition to your own students and, and a love of learning, what what are you standing this week, Lauren? You know, I texted you last night. You didn't respond and I respect you for it, but I um, <laughs> am going to bring it up on the podcast today despite not getting a response last night. And it's, I rediscovered a made-for-TV movie that came out 21 years ago called It Had to Be You, which is just absolute chaos it's a film starring (laughs) alias's own michael vartan as an aspiring writer but really he's a detective but he left the the force because he had moved into (laughs) i can't even say it out loud he had become a specialized detective who worked on um talking people off ledges but was unable to talk someone off a literal ledge and this rom-com yeah, this it's a romantic comedy, mind you, about he, his fiance is like a high powered publishing person, and she's too busy to help finish planning the wedding. So he goes to a weekend in New York at the plaza by himself to finish planning the wedding and meets a hot young woman who's also doing the same thing because her husband's too busy. Anyways, of course, he falls in love with a stranger questions his whole life but the craziest thing about this is that the movie ends with him going back to the police force and becoming a negotiator again and the stranger finds him at an active scene where he has just successfully talked a woman off the ledge and that's where they get back together anyways i'm obsessed with it again it had to be you starring michael vartan i sometimes i forget what he's offered us in the world of pop culture and last night i remembered (laughs) what network was this originally on i i remember watching it on lifetime i don't know i i i was trying to find out in my research last night and that's part of why i sent you the trailer for the movie because i was hoping you would remember it but i don't know if it's one of those situations where it was like made intentionally for lifetime or if it was one of those like indie films that never really found its way and lifetime mm-hmm. bought it because mm-hmm. lifetime did that a lot with like indie films they would buy them even though that wasn't they didn't mm-hmm. pay to have it made but they would buy it later i kind of think that it, i don't know but yeah. it's it's truly one of the wildest things i've ever seen and there's this running subplot of everyone that works in the wedding industry hates and doesn't believe in marriage that is so aggressive and they call it out in the movie and it's bizarre and also there's an iconic moment where a bellhop at the plaza tells this woman who's upset her husband's in or no her fiance is in europe and she's never been and he's like well central park's a lot like europe if you go and you sit at a certain spot and close your eyes you can it's just like being in europe and it's i can tell you if someone just closed her eyes in central park many times it's it's not just like it's it's you're in new york city that's what it's like so mm-hmm. it's actually it's known to be an iconic New York City location. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's very interesting. Anyways. I mean, 
I did look at the link, but I, I was speechless. So I apologize for not responding. But <laughs> no, I, it's okay. I did okay. recognize it. I understand. You know, not all of us can spend our Saturday nights revisiting uh, made for TV movies from 21 years ago. Uh, that's my illness. But Caitlin, uh, I can see in the notes for the show that you are also sick. Uh, so what's your sickness this week? Well, I'm not revisiting anything. I'm continuing a trend mm-hmm. of watching this show for 20 years. And I know I've spoken about it on this pod before, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to shout it out again. MTV's The Challenge yeah. recently celebrated 500 episodes, which means I've recently celebrated watching 500 <laughs> episodes of The Challenge. And look, The Challenge is just not in the pop culture brain the way Housewives is, you know, I've never seen an episode of Survivor, but I know Mm -hmm. some Survivor tropes. I know some of the people. Um, There's so many things that are the forefront of people's pop culture minds and 500 episodes of The Challenge just is not one. And that's okay. That is okay. That is how we live in a subterranean world of being Challenge fans. But does it deserve a lot of credit for uh, creating the trends we're seeing all over Mm -hmm. reality TV? Absolutely, it does. Absolutely, it does. And it won't be long before Bravo does its own version of like Winter House, Pump Rules, Southern Charm, uh, the other ones. Mm -hmm. And and, and people are going to be like, wow, what is this? Well, it's called The Challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I love CT. He's still on the show. If you haven't seen the show, it's very grays. And if you haven't seen the show in 16 years, you'd be surprised how many of the similar faces. (laughs) You'd be surprised. The Challenge has retained more familiar faces than Grey's Anatomy has. Absolutely. Yeah, because I I did that this when I was recovering from my ankle surgery because I tuned into the challenge for the first time in, you know, 15 years. And I was like, I know a lot of these people from the 90s. Yeah, but then this year they added some members of Survivor Romania. And you're like, oh, well, wow. I don't care about them. And then you're like, wait, actually, they're extremely important to me. Okay. Um, so I appreciate that. It's always bringing in global diversity. And I think for some sort of bad corporate reasons that I'd rather not know. Yeah. But, you know, what do we always want to know? And what do we always stand, Lauren? Five star reviews. And we got a Five great one this week. reviews. Yes, we had an amazing one from Juan the Troll. <laughs> <laughs> the title of which is mixes comedy with the ridiculous you will fall in love with these two incredibly funny ladies in a world where everything is so serious take a deep dive into the world of standing all things we love thank you Juan the troll you know for someone who calls himself Juan the troll that was a lot of love so thanks Juan the troll for for the kind words absolutely thank you so much and you know who we also always stand oh uh, this person is five stars uh, across the boards. Give her 10 stars. That's <laughs> how incredible they are. That's right. We got today's guest, Rachel Pegram. Oh, hi. Wh- hi, welcome, Rachel. Welcome. Thank you for having me. We are so utterly delighted to have you here and to talk about a... A bizarrely niche topic, but one that once we started delving into preparations for today, I realized it's going to be hard to say everything we need to say, I think, in in one episode. But I'm excited to have you here on this journey because I know your depth of experience and pop culture savvy is going to be exactly what we need to keep us on, on unpacking today's dense topic of celebrity mother-daughter duos. Wow, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> such a fun topic and i guess it's like what does it mean to you you know mm-hmm. i mean th- there are ones that jump out to me but there, you know and i'm sure as we go along there's some that i i know both people are famous but i don't count that <laughs> wow 
<laughs> we'll, we'll see as we go on. Um, but there is something powerful about a mother and a daughter that are both in the biz. Absolutely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that's just like the epitome of women, women supporting women, you know? Absolutely. You know, and I was thinking about, I was thinking about my own mother and, you know, she's not famously Barbara Brickman is not in the entertainment industry, but she was always really supportive of me uh, and my dreams. And I, and I think some of uh, my earliest moments of feeling like I could be something stem back to her signing us up for the mother daughter fashion show and Girl mm. Scouts. So this week, my cred is uh, we did it, mom. We did the mother daughter fashion show and here I am. That's that's my mother daughter cred. Yeah, I will be posting the photo of me wearing my mother's dress. Don't worry, we are Mm -hmm. gonna need that. Yeah, did it take place in my backyard? Yeah, it did. My mom hosted it. Mm -hmm. Oh wow, an extra wrinkle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry, fans. (laughs) It'll be posted on Instagram. Uh, what about you, Caitlin? What's your cred this week? Well, it's funny that uh, when you were a child, Mm -hmm. your adult mother asked you to be a part of something. Uh, As an adult, I Mm -hmm. wrangled my mother into appearing via video Mm -hmm. in my UCB spank, which for those that don't know, means a test run of a sketch show, a one-person show, etc. This was largely a one-person show. Didn't get a run, folks didn't book. So it didn't succeed in making either me nor my mother a celebrity, but we tried. Um, She recorded it on her phone and she told me she did two takes. And I was like, wow. I mean, thank you. But she truly thought that was like the highest number of takes one could do. (laughs) Listen, when you're good, that's all you need. Nailed it. Two take Doris. That's that's what they called her. (laughs) Back in the day. Back in the day. Uh, Rachel, how about you? Have you ever uh, been in, in... you know, collaborating with your mother on a creative project. My mom, one time we, uh, we went on a trip together to Australia and New Zealand. We did one week in New Zealand, Mm -hmm. one week in Australia. And you know what? That's a long time to be with your mother on (laughs) your own. Uh, But towards Mm -hmm. the end of the trip, we were in New Zealand and she, I got a like self tape. And I was like, dang, mm. I have to do this cell tape. I need to do it. Um, and I was like, mom, you're going to have to help me. You're going to have to help me do this self tape. And she's never helped me with a self tape before, never done anything like that in her life. And she had to, and like, there was like, also we were like in this weird hotel room. There's like no way to like put the phone on anything. So she's holding the phone, holding her side. She's like shaking and like trying to read the lines. It's like, mom, just like talk normal, like be regular. It's cool. It's cool. Um, And we did it. It was like, all right, it's fine. It's whatever. You know, if I don't get it, it doesn't matter. I find out not three days later, I booked it. I was like, I was like, my mother, a golden touch. I got it because of her. That's the only thing I can imagine. (laughs) So has it, have you made her do self tapes with you since? No, I mean, it was just like, it was a special scenario. You know, we haven't, cause like typically when I'm home, it's like Christmas and I don't know, there's never too much going on then. But this was like this, I don't know. It just timed out and I was like, wow, thank you so much, mom. Wow. I love that. Did she get a commission? Did she ask for a wow, commission? Okay, so you're a team mom. <laughs> now I see you want me to give my mom a cut. You're absolutely right. She should have got a cut. Next time a residual comes in, I'll give it to her. Yeah. I mean, we need to make this a full momager situation, yes. I'd say. Yeah. You know? We gotta Jenner it up. We gotta Chris Jenner it up. 
Uh, God we bless must. her. You know, the we queen. Must. The queen recently had another birthday. We simply must honor Chris oh. Jenner in all things. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I mean, just starting off. I, I love Kris Jenner. She's my favorite of the Kardashians and she's not one of them, but mm-hmm. I don't quite consider that a celebrity mother-daughter. I feel like that's not exactly oh, what we're talking okay. about. Interesting. But they're all famous and they're all related. Yes. You're gonna mm-hmm. you're saying Kris Jenner, not a celeb. No, no, no. She oh, is okay. okay. to me. But they like they're not celebrity mother-daughter pair <sighs> to me. Maybe because there's so many of them. There's five she's of them. She's got too, too many. many. Okay. Okay. Mm. If it was, but I kind of picture like in the beginning, it's kind of really just her and Kim. That's kind of the classic. Yeah. As the other sisters. Well, yeah, the other ones. Come on. What are they doing? Scraping by. And to be honest, now I really think of her though. With I think of when I think of Chris, I mostly think of Kendall because she. I feel like she's always traveling with Kendall for the fashion shows and stuff like that. I agree. Yeah, she's not too familiar with Kylie. No, she's not. Kylie, Kylie just doesn't really need her. No, it's fine. It's more of an aunt, and it's good. Kylie seems like she's like it's cute. You show up to my office sometimes and pretend like I need mm-hmm. you here, but I just don't. Mm-hmm. Kendall, Kendall, though I think I believe she still packs Kendall's bags and cuts the crust off her sandwiches. That's what I think is I happening between Kendall I and Chris. We hope. We hope. All right. I, I feel like we, we all got opinions and thoughts mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. I think it's time to play a game. Oh, yeah. All right, Rachel. This game is called Celeb Mom or Normie Mom. I'm going to give you a celeb. You tell me if they have a celeb mom or a normie mom. <laughs> now, just as an added layer that will mean nothing to you, all the ones that do have normie moms feel like they could have a celeb mom to me. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so you have to go into my brain. Uh-huh. You can use actual facts or just try to step in my brain for logic. Okay. <laughs> All right. Our first one is Rashida Jones, celeb mom or normie mom? Normie mom. Celeb mom, model Peggy Lipton. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Sophia Vergara. Celeb mom. Normie okay. mom. See, <laughs> that one doesn't that one yes. feel like mm-hmm. she would have a famous mom? Like maybe that we don't know, maybe in Colombia, but yeah, that's like, like famous somewhere else. Yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> but but not not one wow, percent. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> Naomi Campbell. Nor normie. Regular. Yeah. Normie. 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 Okay. okay. Normie. Yeah. She was an aspiring dancer, though. Oh. I looked it up. See, I was going to say, she feels like someone who had a parent with aspirations mm. of celebrity, but did not mm-hmm. need it. Mm-hmm. You know? And she broke up with her father when she was only four months pregnant with Naomi and would never let Naomi <gasps> meet him. And guess what? She didn't wow. need to. Uh, she's wow. Naomi Campbell. Mm-hmm. All right. Gwyneth Paltrow. Celeb. Yeah. Blythe Danner. Mm-hmm. Not as famous as her, but that's, mm-hmm. you know, solidly famous person. Constance Wu. Nor. Nor. Mm, nor. Normie. Okay. Normie. It's okay, Normie. Cool, it's a Normie. Though, if you would tell me that she was a descendant of like a royal family, I would believe you because there's something so elegant about Constance Wu that feels like it's passed down from like true. You know what I mean? Like, right. This, she's like Princess Grace's granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Yes. I would had mm-hmm. missed it. Yeah. I would I believe that a hundred percent. Talking about logic of like, I just buy into it. <laughs> see, you oh guys see God. what I'm saying? I do. Drew Barrymore. Celeb. 
No, what? not really. What? <laughs> you know, no. this one we can go. It's her dad and his family oh, that are famous. Yeah. Her mom was like an aspiring model oh. who did oh. modeling. Like once Drew was famous, oh. her name's Jade Barrymore. I just thought the whole That's family right. was famous. I know that one really feels that was Dang. a setup because yeah. that one really feels like she's famous. But I looked into it and you can see like, I just don't mm. think so. Okay. Famous family, but not a famous wow. mom. Okay, oh. Not a famous mom. Isabella Rossellini. Celeb. Okay. Yes. Uh, actress Ingrid Bergman. Which I just fun fact that I found out when I was researching for today. She, uh, Isabella Rossellini has been asked so many times to portray her mother in film, but has said no every time, except she played her in a short film that was like for her dad's like some celebration of her dad. Mm, it was the only time it. that she ever agreed. And I just thought that was kind of cute. Nice. Fun fact. That's nice. Respectful. That's cute. They look alike, but they have totally different auras. So it's it will be interesting. All right. Lauren Hill. Normie. Okay. Normie. Normie. I felt like I was going to find out her mom was like a big musician. <laughs> Not true. Not true. Um, Zoe Dooch. Who is that? <laughs> okay so i guess we have the question is it a celebrity daughter <laughs> I, um okay well based on the fact i've never heard that name before um no normie no yes normie a regular person's parent no her her mom is leah thompson from the back to the future movies zoe deach is in like the politician set it she's in a bunch of shows which character like ne- like very Netflix. She's very Netflix, which we love. We love. No, I love Netflix. Yes. She was also um she was the the main love interest in that set it up movie with um Tay Diggs and Lucy Liu. Yes, Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu Tay Diggs. Yeah, she was in that movie. They fall in love in that movie? Kind of. They get set up. Oh. It's a, Zoe plays the assistant that's like setting up oh. Tay and Lucy. Zoe. Okay. Zoe. Yeah. Okay. Well, she's Zoe. working. I would say, I think you maybe were put, it was maybe a stretch to say this no, was a celebrity. No, I think she's a she's celeb. A, she's definitely she's a celeb. She's booked a lot. She's a working actor, but I but I think she's someone who's, you know her face, you don't know her name. I see what you're saying. I, I agree with that. All right. Uh, I lose a point for that one. No. Um, <laughs> Heidi Klum. Uh, celeb? Huh. Normie. Wow. No. That one feels like her mom could have also been definitely. a supermodel, but no. And and finally, Margaret Qualley. Okay, also someone I'm not familiar with, but my guess is going to be celeb. Yes, and her mom is right in that zone. Her mom is Andy McDowell. Oh, wow. They both work a yeah. tremendous amount. Mm-hmm. And Andy McDowell was more famous. They aren't A-list, but mm-hmm. they're like always mm-hmm. working level. Yeah. Would you say, Lauren? Yeah, and I think Margaret stars on the rise and they just both were in uh made together and it's so good right also margaret qualley is like dating celeb so she's mm. getting her name out there for the That'll dating you know the the jack antonoff the pete davidson mm. of it all mm-hmm. um so that's yeah. gonna make a difference folks it's gonna Absolutely. make a difference you gotta get the bait zoe dude you, you get on get it the davidson touch. <laughs> that's how you know you're doing it right <laughs> oh my god what if Pete leaves Kim for Chris. Just putting that it would be beautiful. Then she can leave that Pete other guy. What's yeah. his name? Corey. Corey. Get him out of the picture. Bring yeah. Daddy Pete in oh, there. Oh, get Corey out, regardless. 
Corey must leave. No, no matter what she does at this point, Corey will be living in her home until the day she dies. There's no way to get rid of Corey at this yeah. point. That's fine. Yeah. I think it's a. She's a female David Foster, and that I believe David Foster will one day uh, <laughs> take on uh, Karen from Smash as a daughter. Like, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I, and not, and honestly, just somehow not in a creepy way. Like they have a kid together, and it's like, and now I'm actually going to demote you to stepdaughter. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fine. Yeah. Corey is a stepson to Chris makes sense. Actually. In a lot of ways. <laughs> in a lot of and ways. And you know what? She she had some hurt in her relationship with her, her former stepsons. So mm-hmm. that she needs yeah. to write that. Nature is healing. Nature is healing. <laughs> Pete Davidson, Chris Jenner, 2020. Yes, I believe in it. You heard it here first. <laughs> I can't wait. I love it. All right. Well, while I text TMZ this update <laughs> foreshadowing, I think we should take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com r-e-a-l-m now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash realm
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Caitlin, I'm so sorry, but TMZ just called back and said, please stop calling. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah, they don't know how you got the direct number and, and they they don't want to have to change it again. What do you think they meant by that? I think they meant don't call them again. It's kind of like hard to... Let's go get some Cosmos, all three of us, after this and dissect. Because <laughs> it's just like, it's so weird sometimes when you're texting with TMZ and like, what do they really mean? Yeah. you're. Are you texting directly with that one guy with the dreads? You're texting him. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm texting the guy with the big iced tea. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or what's the, and then there's the little short, there's a little short white guy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. At different times, they've they've all said it's me. I'm now. I'm talking on the phone, and um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't want yeah. this either. Not saying their name, just physical descriptors. <laughs> again, mm-hmm. <laughs> no. But again, it's like, what do they mean? But Caitlin, I think that's part of it. If you could learn any of their names, they would maybe be more open to taking your calls. Oh, hmm. just hmm. some food for I'm thought. Something about manners hmm. here. <laughs> wow, didn't know. Didn't know oh. we were on PBS. Wow. It, that's incredible. <laughs> oh, Ken Burns was listening into these Zooms like a manager's assistant. Uh, right. Well, I have a quick thesis for you, uh, if you don't mind. Um, and this is my thesis about mother-daughter slips. As I thought of them, I looked at the list and I was like, who are my faves here? Who I just think gets it done. They're fun individually. Mm-hmm. They're fun as a duo. We love them. Yeah. And to me, the key is mother-daughter celebs who stay in their own lane career-wise are the most spellbinding, by which I mean. No, obviously, not like one's an actor, one's a neurosurgeon, because then we wouldn't know the neurosurgeon. But I'm going to go through four of my uh, favorites and... So starting off with Diana Ross and Tracy Ellis Ross. Now, yes, they are both uh, entertainers. Diana Ross has acted, of course, we all know it. But like we're talking sitcom mom actress that Tracy is bringing Mm -hmm. us. And that's a totally, totally different energy. Mm -hmm. And Diana Ross has a diva energy because Mm -hmm. she's arguably the most legendary diva ever Mm -hmm. so there's that um then secondly i'm going to go to debbie reynolds and carrie Mm. fisher debbie reynolds is bringing us showgirl 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 carrie fisher of course an actor but not the same type of roles at all and i think carrie fisher ultimately wanted to be known more as a writer and i i think is personally Mm. so those are really my top two and i think while they're both entertainers they're both fun they could work together you'd have to choose your moments as to when that would happen all right, I'm going to go to the second level, which these I think are interesting for another biographical reason. So we have Mariska Hargitay from SVU and her mother, pinup Jane Mansfield, who is, you know, a Marilyn Monroe-esque person. Then we have Maya Rudolph, comedic actor. I feel like she's moving into that award zone. And then her mother was 
Minnie Ripperton, who was a singer, but more of like a chanteuse and a singer-songwriter, even though Maya sings as well. So I guess it's not even that they have completely different career paths. It's that their like tone is different. And I guess I like that because then it feels like the daughter isn't doing a copycat thing. The mm-hmm. daughter is like taking things that the mother was good at, singing, acting, showmanship, and I don't want to say improving on it, but just changing it, you know, just just um, modifying it for their own talents and their interests. And I think that's like more interesting to me than two people that are like just rom-com actors or whatever. I will say there's a counterexample that I thought of because Jamie Lee Curtis and Janet Lee are the exact same person and literally have always done the same things. And I still find them very charming. In fact, Jamie Lee Curtis was cast in Halloween because... <laughs> Janet Lee was in Psycho. <laughs> so really could not be biting your mom's rhymes harder than that one, but I find it. Again, to me, it's like the exception that proves the rule. <laughs> um, so what do you guys think? Do you find that daughters charming that they do something different or should they have done something exactly the same? Or does it not matter? I mean, you know, you do make, I mean, it's a good it's a good point. I do feel like when there are differences but similarities, but like slight similarities, that is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Tracy Ellis Ross and Diana Ross obviously very different feels, but Tracy Ellis Ross I do think has like a diva-ish quality that would be mm-hmm. that is hard mm-hmm. to just kind of make up, you know? Like there's mm-hmm. such a like commandingness True. that she has that feels like, oh, that's the only way you got this is from your mother. Right. Truly. Yes. I feel that because you, you do see her use that on Blackish as a mom, you know, like, and even on Girlfriends as well as the leader of mm-hmm. the group. You know, you see her snap into Diva sometimes. Did either one of you see the film The High Note? where she's kind of playing. So the high note came out. It it was kind of a sleeper hit. It came out in 2020, um, but she plays a recording artist. Like it's the closest she's ever come to dipping her toes in that world. Mm -hmm. And she's incredible at it, but it's a very, I think it's a very different energy than any of her like major TV roles. And I kind of think it's cool because you can see how easy it would have been for her to go down the path her mom did. Mm -hmm. So it makes it even cooler that she's really carved out something that's different. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. It's cool. I think the thing that in all of these mother daughter duos that you point out, I think what's cool is that all of them are incredibly talented and multifaceted, but each of them feels like their own unique person. Right. Mm-hmm. Like Meyer Rudolph and Tracy Ellis Ross and freaking Carrie Fisher all are such like authentic, like genuine people, which is part of why I think they're so badass. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it didn't feel like they had felt maybe they did or didn't in their personal lives, but the front-facing sort of um, story they tell is that they were, like, comfortable in their own skin, not trying to be their moms. I don't know if that makes any Mm -hmm. sense. Yeah, I think so, and I think it reflects the moms well, too, that they weren't pushing, or at least successful, that, like, you have to be a carbon copy of me. It's like, 
I mean, I would love Debbie Reynolds to have tried to make Carrie Fisher. I mean, we all would have. If there was reality TV back then, it would have been good to try to do that. But uh, as it is, I'm happy that they didn't. And I guess I think it just shows judgment of everyone around them Mm -hmm. somehow to like, because I feel like there had to be some predatory people being like, we could have a second Diana Ross and just being like, no, no, no. Right. Well, she also has a lot of daughters, too. Right. Not a lot, but there's like Mm. a couple others, I think. Yeah, she has a few kids, Um, which I also think is interesting because Tracy is not a mom. Yes. I think it's honestly really powerful that she's not. And, like, also there's never, yeah. like, a very consistent man in the picture or any, like, partner in the picture. No. I'm always in, like, awe of that. I'm like, wow, just really standing on her own, um, which is cool. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. I love that. She's been cast a, uh, as a mom and then, like, previously, in, you know, in Girlfriends, part of the characters, like, dating is crazy, which was the theme of the 90s, but... <laughs> And the theme of now, okay? Oh. It's still resonant today. <laughs> um, but like those things being separate from her, at least her public uh, persona, we obviously don't know, but it's cool. Yeah, and then I think it's interesting with like Mariska Hargitay in Jane Mansfield that Jane Mansfield unfortunately passed away when she was yeah. so young and you wonder like what would be the influence, but I don't know. It's just like hard for me to imagine Mariska Hargitay would have ended up as more of a pinup type celeb, but be interested in that world too, frankly. Wow. Yeah. Kind of hard to even picture what that would look like. <laughs> I mean, only because we haven't Googled it. Cause I'm sure someone <laughs> has done the drawings. Oh yeah. No, I mean, if, if you think of it, it exists. What is that called? There's like a thing. No, but that's actually about porn. So never mind. <laughs> I'm thinking ah! of a different. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but we live yes. by that. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you for listening to my my thesis. Lauren, I think you have a second game. I do. I was inspired uh, when I saw, Caitlin, that your thesis this week was suggesting that perhaps celebrity mother-daughters are at their best when staying on their own lane. I wanted to acknowledge that oftentimes Hollywood has another plan. And so today I have a game called Spit an Image uh, to celebrate the trend of Hollywood to cast celebrity children as their parents or the parents' characters' younger selves. So I am going to name a famous mother-daughter duo. And Rachel, you're going to let me know if you think that this child has portrayed either their parent or the parent's character uh, as a younger self in, in a film. And you get bonus points if you can name what film it happened in. And they're all film. It's no TV. So I'm keeping it just to help you out. Um, and before we jump into the game, I do want to say shout out to author Kristen Harris over at Buzz feed because your listicle was a great jumping off point for my research so Kristen if you're out there thank you all right are you ready to play spit an image yes (laughs) all right round one have daughter Mammy Gummer and mother Meryl Streep ever had this scenario pop up in their careers uh no my answer is no (sighs) <sighs> incorrect oh. it actually happened in the film evening uh where mm. mammy played the 1950s version of her mom's character lila wittenbotner ross oh, wow. um yeah so they also teamed up in the film ricky and the flash where they played mother and daughter oh. and 20 years before that they played mother and daughter in the 1986 film 
heartburn. Wow. So, wow. Mammy and Meryl are not, sh- they're not afraid to share the screen. Doesn't Meryl have a second daughter, Grace? She does. And she's also been in at least one film with Meryl. But Mammy, Mammy and Meryl have appeared in more. Dang. Um, <laughs> I mean, wow. Oof. Sorry, Grace. <laughs> you don't want to be Grace. Dang. <laughs> All right. Here's, here's question number two. Have Kate Hudson and Goldie Hawn ever found themselves in this scenario? Yes. Wildly? Not that I could find. I could not find any evidence that not only has Kate Hudson not played younger Goldie Hawn, but I can't find any evidence that they've ever appeared on screen together. Kate and her stepfather, Kurt Russell, have done a movie together. Mm. But I, if the internet and my brain have failed, please someone call me out for this because I could find no evidence of Kate and Goldie working together. I feel like I'm Mandela affected myself because in my head, I'm yeah. like, I feel like I've seen something, though, where they were together. But th- I mean, it must be made up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the movie I thought had been Kate. It was actually Amy Schumer who played oh. right Goldie Hawn's daughter. <gasps> Isn't yes. that nuts? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, wow. It's crazy. It's cuckoo bananas, especially because so much of Kate's early press when she was first like after like almost famous Mm -hmm. so much of the early press was about what a spinning image of her mom she was so it's actually cuckoo bananas and i it begs the question is this because the opportunity hasn't presented itself or are they making a choice what about with the brother oliver i don't think oliver and goldie have i you hmm. guys yeah but but kate and kurt they certainly have i'm fascinated all right All right, here we are. We're going to slide in to number three. In the silver screen, have we ever seen Willow Smith play a younger version of Jada Pinkett Smith? I don't think so. No. This is a little bit of a trick question because it was a voice gig. Wow, 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 wow. But Willow did voice a younger version of her mom's character in Madagascar Escape. Wow. (laughs) wow. Escape to Africa. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, Madagascar. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that was fascinating. And of course, I had to find a way to shout them out because uh, you can't talk about celebrity mother daughters and not <laughs> drop in a mention of Red Table of Talk. Come on. Oh, of course. <laughs> no. And I mean, Jada is making her mom a celeb through that yeah. series as well. And uh, how thankful I am. Just truly so thankful. I love Red Table Talk so much. And they, endlessly fascinates me that they do it on facebook watch (laughs) yeah it's the only thing that's bringing people to facebook watch oh absolutely i don't i don't have any idea what else would be on what else is on facebook watch (laughs) one of the reasons i haven't deleted my facebook account is because it's just easier to watch red tables with an account that's how zucker gets you that's how zuckerberg gets you jada pinkett smith i'm i'm actually saying this out loud hoping they'll move it to another platform (laughs) Um, this is just a request. It's just, just YouTube. Just do it on it YouTube. It would be better. The first thought's the best sometimes. They probably signed one of the most evil little contracts ever. So they're never oh, to be. <laughs> it has to be Cuckoo Bananas. Speaking of Cuckoo Bananas, I realized today is the 12th anniversary of the first time I saw Joan Rivers perform live. Uh, consequently, I did see her for free. And double consequently, she did pay my bar tab. Ooh. That is a story for another time. Uh oh. But on this, the 12th anniversary of that night, I ask you, has Melissa Rivers ever played a younger version 
of Joan Rivers? I'm going to say no. She oh, did. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> she played her mom in a movie called Joy, which was a biopic about the inventor Joy Minago. Minajo? Oh. Minajo? I don't know. With, I don't um, know how to spell. With Jennifer... Lawrence. With Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. 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 And I, at first... When I was looking at pictures today of them, I really did think Melissa was Joan in the photos from that Whoa. movie. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. All right. We These have been really hard questions, but I have one <laughs> final one. I think you're going to intuitively know the answer, but let's see. Has Jennifer Lopez's daughter, M, ever played her younger self? No. Correct. Okay. She hasn't. And <sighs> I actually, that actually blew my mind because there's been movies of J-Lo's where they're like, mm-hmm. I think in part because she's done so many like um, rom-coms. I was like, she had to have had a movie where her daughter was her younger self or something. But mm. no, never her own child. I don't think so. I know that she recently directed Emmy mm-hmm. in a music video. Oh. Yeah. But it was for something she did semi-recently but wow but i also think emmy is only like 14 so she was born in 2007 or so uh, so like yeah. I, it's like the kind of stuff j-lo's done since then it hasn't really lined she's up. not gonna quite lend itself yeah emmy got out of the era where this could have been a real issue yeah. but i mean i know we're talking about women and we want to forever but mm-hmm. you know i have to say well i was setting you up i was setting you up <laughs> One of the most important celebrities in my mind <laughs> is Max Anthony, Emmy's brother, <laughs> J-Lo mm. and Mark's mm. son. And he could play a young Mark Anthony easily. And yep. I hope that he does soon. This really just got me excited about the inevitable J-Lo like biopic that we're going to get. And I just can't wait. Oh, <laughs> but like starring Emmy, but then like her brother has to play one of the husbands because. <laughs> oh God. Just. <laughs> fine. I would love it. You know, Sophia Loren played herself and her mother, I think in a film. And I love that. And I hope Emmy gets that. <laughs> I think, I think Emmy Lopez Anthony will one day be at the level of Sophia Loren. And you've heard wow. it here. Lots of big predictions. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even see the music video that she was in, but I'm assuming it was great. I saw a clip of her singing, and she's pretty good. <laughs> pretty great. There we go. There we go. <laughs> pretty great is pretty excellent. I'm into it. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for playing the game Spitting Image. It uh, just goes to show you, Hollywood makes no sense. No, I had no idea. <laughs> when you think they're going to zig, they zag. You know what wow. I'm saying? Hollywood's bananas. The no Goldie Hawn and Kate. That's, stick with us. that's wild. I mean, wow. Wow, yeah. wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, while everyone tries to digest that morsel, we're going to we're going to take a quick break, uh mostly so I can pour myself a stiff drink to recover <laughs> from the shock of really learning that that's true. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
All right. Now that I, you know, kicked back a bottle of wine, we're ready for my thesis, I think. All right. All right. So, Rachel, I don't know. Have you ever heard of a, of a show called Call My Agent? By any chance? Is it a French show? It, I've heard it of is. it. I've never it watched is. it, but I've heard of it. Yes. So... This show may be called We We Stand Together, but it's really subtitled Everyone Should Be Watching Call My Agent because we, we're obsessed with it. So we always are looking for a way to sneak in a little pitch for people to watch it because it's so good. Um, and I couldn't help but think of that show today when I was preparing for today's episode because in 2015, they had a storyline on this show that is possibly one of like the funniest explorations of the mother-daughter celebrity phenomenon that I've ever seen. They have, um, so for anyone, including Rachel, who's not familiar with Call My Agent, it uses a sort of uh, setup much like extras where they hire real celebrities uh, from France to play like heightened versions of themselves because it's all about these agents that are trying to keep their clients happy and keep the business afloat. And on this one particular episode in season one, episode three, they had French actress Nathalie Bay, I think is how you pronounce her name, and Laura Smeet. And Nathalie and Laura are a mother-daughter who are offered the same script. Neither one of them is brave enough to tell the other that they don't want to work with each other so this whole plot of this episode is their agents like trying to figure out how they can um get them out of this offer because they don't want to offend production but they don't want to offend each other so basically both mother and daughter are trying to tank their auditions they're trying to like not be wanted by their productions and it's like so funny to me and so fascinating to me and I was thinking about that and how these two characters, even though like I think part of why it's so funny is because you're watching a real life mother and daughter and you like, you know that there's endless love and that they're not actually worried about working together because they're literally working together to create this episode of television. <laughs> but I was thinking a lot about how there are so many mothers and daughters and like Caitlin, like we've mentioned already, there are all these famous celebrities that haven't made the choice to work together. Mm. And Originally, my thesis today, because I know you're a big fan of Tracy Ellis Ross, we're a big fan of her. I my whole thesis today was going to be a pitch for a film I thought Tracy Ellis Ross and Diana Ross should do. However, I have changed my opinion mm. because while I was researching, I found wow. some quotes from Tracy and Diana about their relationship and things like that that have changed my mind. And I'm going to share two quotes that really stood out to me and then explain why they've changed my mind. So Tracy once said in an interview about her mom that Diana Ross really gave us space and the courage to live the lives that we want to be living and to have time to dream and conjure up the life that I wanted to be living. So that mm -hmm. quote coupled with Diana Ross's quote of my children come first and the career comes in around that. So, the reason I ch I pivoted and decided that I, I that I'm not going to manifest or try to manifest uh, a a Ross family film is because I feel like they that Diana worked really hard to like preserve a relationship with her child mm. that doesn't need to be poisoned or muddied by the business, mm. right? Like I really love the fact that from what I was reading and how I was reading it, it was like. Tracy got into the industry simply because that was her dream. It was like, it was, it wasn't anything. And that's why her other siblings are not necessarily in the industry because she really, Diana was like, if, if you want it, I'm not going to stop you. 
but I'm not going to like force you into Mm -hmm. the world that I chose to be a part of. And so she gave them a lot of autonomy. And I think that's really cool. And I think it's like, you know what? We got to keep the Ross women emotionally protected. We don't need to be, I don't need to force them into something. So I've pivoted. And if they choose at some point for themselves, if they're like, this is going to be okay for us, we can handle this as a mother and daughter, then of course I will be there opening night. (laughs) I will buy it on an entire theater. I will, I will be so thankful, but I'm not going to put into the world that they owe us anything because I am so. I'm even more in stand with both of them than I was before I started thinking about this episode because I don't think every parent in the, uh, would have that same mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, something that's been bothering, I know Caitlin and I are both watching Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and something that has been really bothering us is watching some of these literal children have like brands. Yes. And like on a recent episode, there was a like... Uh, I don't know. I just like, I'm like, it's gross. It's so gross to me. And so I really respect. I really, I'm like, you know what? As much as I personally want to enjoy this, I respect the separation between family Mm -hmm. and business. And I like Mm -hmm. that. But I'm wondering what you think, because I know, I I don't know. That's my thought. I I pivoted from Diana Ross and Tracy Ellis Ross. Oh, us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as as a nation a film to instead saying no please don't Pre- preserve your relationship above all else is my new thesis yeah. i mean that's so beautiful like you're never you so rarely get a parent or at least you hear i feel like what you always hear about is like how horrible mm-hmm. like a parent maybe is or like trying to get them to do something um a, mm-hmm. a Chris Jenner type say, but, yeah. mm-hmm. but I feel like having someone that said, Hey, you can do it. Be whoever you want to be. That is such a, such an incredible thing. And you can figure it out on your own time. Like we would not have Tracy Ellis Ross as we have her now. Um, mm-hmm. now I will say I would love to see something with them together. I mean, I just want to get a sense of their dynamic. Like there's, <laughs> I just, I mean, look, it doesn't have to be a movie. It doesn't even have to be a TV mm-hmm. show. It could be one scene in something, just one tiny scene. You know, I, that's all I'm asking for. Cast them both in an SNL sketch. I just want something on the record. Right. You know, you just gave me an idea for what I want more than anything else, I think. Like, I literally got chills as you were talking because I realize now what I really want is a Diana Ross docuseries mm. narrated by Tracy. Wow. God, that yeah. could work. That could work. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want Tracy Ellis Ross to tell her, to help tell her mother's yes. story. Yes. You know, and I want to see that because there seems like there is so much love and respect there and because Tracy's in the industry. So she'll have like she knows, you know what I mean? She's got that understanding of like what it took. Like, I would love to see her mother's story told by her in that way. Yes. I mean, and also if it even too could culminate in a little interview Mm -hmm. with them, like a little Diana Ross interviews, Tracy, Tracy interviews Mm -hmm. Diana and you get a little taste (gasps) of both of them. 
Yeah, maybe it's even that's maybe it's even not like Tracy can do little voiceovers here and there. But it's really what it is, is they sit down for an afternoon Mm -hmm. and have like a heart to heart. And that's like the through line is this like conversation, like conversations with my mother or something. And it's like and it's them unpacking her life together. And and of course, that means it's also her life. Like, I don't know. There's something like that. that I. Oh, yeah. And then you have little interstitials of like regular people with their mothers and they're talking about like all mother daughter (laughs) relationships in each of the episodes and then it's sort of bookended by them. I mean, listen, you package that up, baby. (laughs) Package it up. Put it it on whatever. Put it it on HBO. (laughs) Put it on Apple. Oh, yeah. 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 Apple. (laughs) Here's a pitch. What about, okay, we need that. That's greenlit. We know this. What if Tracy played the daughter of a different diva in a movie? Mm. And what if it was Barbara Streisand? Oh, okay. So she can bring yes. to it what it means to be Diana Ross's mm. daughter. Yeah. Let's switch it up and make, you know, different choices. And will we be watching it thinking, is that what it's like, Diana? Yes. A little bit. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we will. But we'll be having fun. And the character, but Barbara's different enough from Diana that, that you know, we just won't think of it as a one to one. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, that's beautiful. Interesting. I think that would be wow. Imagining Babs getting back to work is a lot, but I would love it. <laughs> You're looking at a lot of logisticals. Yeah. I mean, well, maybe she's <laughs> because not. You are famously her assistant. <laughs> yeah. She's not getting back to work. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, we're <laughs> casting someone else as Barbara Streisand. Wow. We cast Beanie Feldstein as Barbara Streisand. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. That's yeah. always the answer. <laughs> well, you know who else? has like the um the power of diana ross it's not a one-to-one but i think it would be so interesting to watch is what if because this is someone who i constantly want to see performing again oprah oh like i haven't seen wow oprah like i want to see oprah like perform because she can she's got like but she just doesn't that hasn't been the path she's chosen for mm-hmm. herself. But like, how fun would it be? And I feel yeah. like that's a thing that could get Oprah to like want to do it. Cause you know what? This, she don't got to do nothing. She doesn't want to do. She does only what is fun. But how fun would it be to get to play with Tracy Ellis? That feels like it would be enticing. I think so. And fun. Maybe. Right. I don't know. Yeah, and it looks like their age difference is 18 years, which for mother daughter film is correct yeah it's not 13 i was gonna say oprah might actually be uh too old to play oh, her yeah. mom according oh, yeah. to hollywood out of this oh, no. oh sorry oprah because didn't wait wasn't isn't Cher older than meryl or no, younger than meryl streep and yet Cher played meryl streep's mother in mama mia too i think they, they have like a two-year age difference oh, wow. it's insane wow yeah. so hollywood doesn't understand how math works it doesn't matter you know <laughs> neither do i so to be fair it's I don't understand how it works either. But, you know, so that was sort of my thinking. But are there, you know, Rachel, are there any famous mother daughters that we didn't talk about today that you were coming onto the show being like, with this topic, guys, you know, these are folks that come to mind. Or do you have any favorite moments in celebrity mother daughter pop culture history? I mean, I mean, this is I mean, this feels less like a celebrity now. Well, okay, Mm -hmm. Uh, let me let me phrase that actually again. I think we hit on all of the top ones, I would say, for me. Like, Tracy okay. Ellis Ross is a big one. Goldie Hawn and uh, Kate Hudson and, and Carrie Fisher. Like, these are all the ones I think that mm-hmm. very naturally quickly come to mind. One that I've noted more recently is the one uh, which... 
again, I don't know that you would say the mother is a celebrity in the same way, you know, Chris Jenner is. Uh, Kathy Hilton, Paris Hilton. Wow. And I really feel has been an interesting Mm -hmm. to watch it kind of become more of a public relationship. Mm -hmm. I watched like, because on Housewives with Kathy and like getting to see how she works. I'm like, this is kind of an interesting, this is an interesting little dynamic here. Um, And like also kind of illuminates a lot about why Paris Hilton maybe is the way that she is. Um, But that is a duo that I find uh, very interesting as a mother-daughter pair. Yeah. Did you watch, did you watch the episode of Paris cooking show on netflix that has her mom on it yeah captivating i was absolutely captivated like the way that her that she turned into a child in that kitchen like having watched the other Mm -hmm. one she her like kind of confidently being like whatever i know how to cook kind of and then just like kind of becoming so tiny amongst uh her mother and her sister was delightful for me oh funny (laughs) yeah yeah and i was like i was watching it and she's paris is she's whip smart i was like how much of this is you playing into it for entertainment and how much of this is just natural and i'm so intrigued oh yeah because i wonder how because you know you can play it but something i feel has mm-hmm. to be there like there must be a it little bit of be. truth because right. there was some of it where it was like why are you acting like this paris and it's like you know like i think some of that felt yeah, yeah, so yeah. oh okay there's a lot going on here but yeah it's a funny duo, too, because you're seeing, like, a Star is Born moment, but for the mom totally. taking over the yes. daughter, which is, like, so wild. Yeah. Now, I have a question. If you could greenlight, like, one sort of biopic focusing on a mother-daughter relationship, like, what is there, of all of them, either that we've mentioned today or ones that we haven't, whose story... Now, and this doesn't mean that they're in it, like, but like, whose story are you most interested in learning about, like, and really seeing an in-depth exploration of? Hmm. That is a good question. I, I mean, I again do really feel like I would want to see about the dynamic between Tracy Ellis yeah. Rush and Diana Ross. I feel like that is, yeah, that's like, I'm just like so impressed by. Tracy Ellis Ross. So I'm like, yeah. I would love to know more. But okay, saying that one aside, what would be my next one? Of the ones mentioned today, what's coming to mind is I think one between Jada and Willow. Mm. I think that one would be yeah. a really because I'm curious because they're very open and they talk about a lot. And it's like, totally. what does that actually feel like as a kid? You one- know? Thousand percent. Like, yeah. So like my, I don't, can't imagine my mom being like that. So I don't know what it must have been like to grow up around like, oh, yeah, talk about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Totally. I, it's, she doesn't even have a deal yet. And I've already pre-ordered Willow's autobiography. Yeah. Like, I will finish it the second it comes out Absolutely. because I am so fascinated and so intrigued. And Willow is just like also so insanely talented Mm -hmm. too like it's so i just find her absolutely captivating and i'm like what was it i'm yeah in some ways the more open jada is the more i wonder what the truth is in that family too you know what i mean one thousand because i always think about how like and my little brother listens so 
and sometimes my mom does nobody get mad about this but like I always think about how in high school my like tactic was if I'm like super super honest about what's happening with my friends it'll feel like I'm being really honest about what's happening with me so I would say like all sorts sorry to anyone listening this that didn't realize this but there are no secrets between you and Barbara Brickman if you were step foot in my house you know (laughs) in the years 2000 or 2005 um but I think about that. I was always like, I was, I used this like aggressive honesty about certain things, but I knew there was stuff that was being held back. And so I look at her and I'm like, I feel like I see the same tactic here. <laughs> wow. wow. I don't know. You know, another, actually one we didn't touch on yet that could be interesting mm-hmm. is uh, Zoe Kravitz and oh, Lisa Bonet. Oh yeah, that's a real like, But it's almost hard to remember that they're two different. <laughs> I mean, the, just the well-preserved uh, face, body, everything of Lisa Bonet is, I mean... It's crazy. I constantly forget she's her mom and not her sister. Truly, they look... Like, constantly yes. forget that she's the mother. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's just so hot. Beautiful. And young and youthful. Also, Lisa Bonet has a lot of interesting points of view and experiences yeah. that we've only heard a little bit about so far so i would like to know i more. definitely want to know more but My i God. also would be afraid to know what else <laughs> one of those people be. where i'm like it oh boy be. i don't know what exactly we're gonna get <laughs> yeah first of all an actual deal with the devil like she's like well here's where i met satan and told him he can have my soul if i look like this forever and if my daughter can look exactly mm-hmm. like it weird day yeah. anyway yeah. <laughs> oh my god i oh my god wait wait you just gave me the sickest idea for a reboot um i've always loved the movie death becomes her what if it was like a mother-daughter story of a mother and daughter who look almost identical and they make a deal like like uh meryl streep and goldie hawn did in that movie can you imagine i can i like that and we go way darker we go way even darker than the original i would be obsessed well, also yeah because in that movie, they're just friends. They're just or, friends, yeah. Whereas, like, mother-daughter, there's a comment on how we each mm-hmm. look about mm-hmm. each other. That is woof. Yeah. Yeah. Pack, package it up. <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> there it is. I'm watching. I'm tuning in right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what was... I, um, I totally had gaslit myself into... Something that in, when Caitlin and I were first like thinking, we we're like, I wonder if Rachel would have fun with this theme. I was like, oh, I'll do a thesis about this movie that Judy Garland did with her daughter, Eliza Minnelli. And then I realized um, Judy Garland had died many, many, many years before the film I was thinking of had been made. And I had just in my memory recast the woman who played Liza Minnelli's mother in the film as her real mother. And that's a sickness I have. <laughs> and um this is all to say that the Judy Garland and Liza Minnelli mother-daughter relationship, for me, could still be explored more. <laughs> I think so. I still have questions. <laughs> I, think so. I still Definitely. have questions. Clearly, they're always on my mind. I'm recasting <laughs> roles as if Judy was in there because I'm thinking about her constantly. I wish she so, was with us. That's, that's the I one I want. she was with us. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my God. Maybe it's even just a fantasy a fantasy film of what it could have been if she had if we hadn't lost her so young and that's where you get liza to play both herself and oh. <laughs> Woo. okay well Come this on, is give, her, give her the role of a lifetime <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, uh, this episode is dedicated to the memory of Judy Carlin. God bless. <laughs> uh, while, while we're taking a moment to remember the lost legend, Rachel, now that our stand stands are obsessed with you, where else can they find oh, you? You know, I'm got a Twitter, got an Instagram. You can follow me on there. It's at, oh, I think they're different. Wait. It's at, it's at <laughs> I am Rachel Pigro on one of them. And there's not a lot of Rachel Pigroms. It's really easy. <laughs> Don't worry. She's linked in the episode description. You can find all her handles on, on our accounts. We're at We Stand Social. We're mostly on Instagram, but sometimes we feel like tweeting. Occasionally we'll TikTok. Uh, but our DMs are always open. Our inbox mm-hmm. is always open. So slide yes. on in. Tell us if you have an idea for a topic or a guest you'd love to hang out with. Because, you know. We do this for you, Stan Stans. <laughs> <laughs> it's all for you, you ungrateful daughter. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Rachel. It's been so much thank fun. Thank you. Bye. Bye.